Hello, beautiful people, and welcome to the Childhood Rising podcast. This space and this business have been intentionally designed to bring together an empowered collective of parents, educators, carers, and other folk who are all journeying alongside children. Through this podcast and our support services, we aim to raise the well-being of the whole child, as well as the adults who walk alongside them. We talk about trauma-informed caregiving, play, and the importance of attachment, while also not being afraid to cover the difficult but deeply reflective conversational topics too. If you too believe in the inherent wholeness, competence, and contribution children have to offer this world, then you're in the right place. Hello and welcome to another episode here on the podcast at Childhood Rising. Today I'm going to be talking about a topic that might be considered a little bit controversial, but I think that's purely because we all have different views on this topic. And a part of the aim of this podcast is to really open our heart and our mind to how other people may be doing things. And a part of that today is I'm going to be sharing some perspectives on gunplay and whether children should be able or allowed to or have opportunity to play with toy guns or even pretend that things are toy guns. This was a blog post that I wrote recently and doing that was prompted by a conversation that I had been having with someone within our Raising Play course community. She at the time had expressed concern to me that her son had started to play with pretend guns after he had been exposed to this sort of play while staying with some extended family members and she was feeling really unsure how to navigate it within her parenting because she was finding that a lot was coming up for her around her own views around children pretending things were guns and shooting each other and violence and aggression and there is so many layers to that about how we can all be uniquely triggered by um, that situation So children playing with guns is likely a topic that you might have considered within your own parenting journey already or in your journey as an educator. I'm sure it is something that you have come across. I really want to preface this conversation by really giving some facts around play and aggressive type behaviors. Um, I'm at a place now where I'm personally really comfortable with the boundaries that we have set within our family around this sort of play. And I'm going to share some of those with you now. But before I do that, I just want to state that children engaging in uh, angry or aggressive type behaviors in play does not increase the likelihood that they will be aggressive outside of that play. And of course, there's going to be boundaries that we have to establish around this. You know, if there's scenarios or potential scenarios where children could be hurting themselves or others or, you know, damaging environments in some way, then absolutely we need to be setting some boundaries there. But typically, the children who have had opportunity to engage in expressing anger through, you know, perhaps more aggressive type play that we might perceive as aggressive type play those children have had opportunity to release the anger, the frustration, um, the disappointment, perhaps the powerlessness, the emotions that are sitting behind that. And so what it actually does is it means that they are less likely to engage in aggressive behaviors in their day-to-day life outside of that play. So when it comes to gunplay, my personal view is that imagination is okay. 
I will not personally purchase my children toy guns. However, I am completely comfortable with them using another item such as a stick and pretending that this is a gun. My reasoning here is that I deeply believe that when they're using their imagination, play is a process that flows through our children. In doing so, we are allowing them to play out something that they need to explore, that they need to understand, or they need to express. However, my the point of difference that I make here for us personally is that some toy guns are so realistic that it can start to blur the line between play and reality for some children, not for all children, but for some children. And I've done a little bit of reading around the research and studies that exist around this type of play. And in particular, there was one study that found a positive relationship between toy guns and children displaying aggressive behaviors outside of play. So In this study, they proposed a theory that aggressive behaviors are not innate, but instead learnt and influenced through the presence of social cues, through prompts in our environment that tend to normalize this behavior. And a lot of this is unconscious and happening, you know, outside of our awareness. You know, our children are exposed to listening to or watching to the news and may see stories that involve guns or violence um, in those situations. There is another study that was pretty comprehensive and observed uh, aggressive behaviors in children who were exposed to violent toys, which also supported this theory that those children who were exposed to those violent type toys, so realistic type gun toys is typically what I'm talking about here, those children were more likely to display aggressive behaviors outside of play. Without the presence of that toy gun to prompt those behaviors outside of the play, it is still possible that children will engage in pretend play aggression more generally. This could be like rough and tumble play, you know, good guy versus bad guy games, the use of use of imaginary weapons or other things like that. But there is a large evidence base for that therapeutic value of this sort of play, including rough and tumble play. So the difference I see here is that when the child is using their imagination to use you know, some benign item as a gun or a weapon or something, that is that child tapping into their innate knowing, their innate need to play out this urge, as opposed to being given or presented with some item such as a realistic toy gun, which can encourage a certain type of play. I hope that's making sense for you. The other point I want to make here is that I always want us to consider the underlying need for that child when we're observing not just gun play, but any type of aggressive type play. Our goal should always be to look behind their behavior, look beyond their behavior. For the child who's wanting to play with guns, this could purely be explorative after being recently exposed to guns in some capacity like seeing on the news and then needing to seek some sort of boundaries and safety around that. Um, Or perhaps for some children, it's to explore the idea of protection or there is an unmet need for power or control in their lives in some way. The need for power especially is a really valid one, especially for children, because, you know, arguably they live in a world where the dominant narrative is held by adults. They don't hold a whole lot of power uh, and control in this world. So there are lots of ways to meet their need for power within the realms of play. This is a safe place for them to explore power dynamics. This is a safe space for them to have control over one aspect of their lives. 
Now, this is something that we really talk a lot further within the Raising Play course community. However, I will just again reinforce that the idea of a child expressing some sort of theme of aggression in their play is completely normal and healthy. And just to further reinforce, it does not increase the likelihood of that child being aggressive outside of that play when they are acting on their innate urges and using their imagination. Like I mentioned before, I think this type of play is an opportunity for shared learning and to reinforce boundaries. And this is to ensure the physical and emotional safety of everyone. And it's always important when doing this to refer back to your personal family or professional values as an anchor when you're creating your boundaries. In terms of gunplay, we have some boundaries within our home um, that I am very clear on and my children, especially my oldest son, have a really good understanding of. And those boundaries look like this for us. Firstly, that play must be consensual. The gun, or I'm using gun with bunny ears around that because it could be something that's imagined to be that gun can only be pointed at people who are in the game there needs to be mutual consent and this rule applies to animals too if someone says no or that they aren't playing anymore you must stop the pretend gun must not also be pointed at anyone's face and if those boundaries are not respected, I start by reminding my children of the boundaries because, you know, they're human and we forget these things and that's okay. And if those boundaries continue to be ignored, then um, the stick or the item being used as a pretend gun is removed. So while I'm not one for advocating for punishment in my parenting, the removal of the stick serves the purpose of keeping everyone physically and emotionally safe, which is takes importance which takes priority which is paramount paramount message that I want to be sending and modeling to my children that everyone's physical and emotional safety must come first so having a conversation and setting some boundaries around gunplay is really important to do with your children when they're of an age where you can start to have those conversations but you can really start to be doing that at any age regardless of whether my child initiates the play or not it is very likely that all children will be exposed to gunplay with peers at school or somewhere outside of my direct supervision. And when that happens, I want my children to feel able to speak up for their own needs for consent and their own needs for physical and emotional safety too. So I am establishing this for them by having those firm, you know, consistent, predictable boundaries within my home and when that play is engaged and within my presence. There's one final point that I want to make here before I finish up this podcast episode and that I think that there is another lay here in terms of uh, privilege. So guns have been at the center of many trauma for some communities, especially marginalized or uh, BIPOC communities. And I won't speak too deeply about this, um, you know, as a person of privilege myself, it's not a story for me to tell, but I do think we need to, you know, be curious and um, open to hearing the stories and opinions of others when it comes to this conversation. Further to this, guns or weapons may be viewed differently depending on the child's cultural and social context, you know, the environment that they're living in and what they have been exposed to. Uh, you know, boundaries and limits around this type of play should always be taken in consideration of each child and each family's unique context and the unfolding of their personal development and as well as their values and their belief systems 
of that parent or that carer or that community as well. I've had conversations with some parents who grew up on farms and uh, playing with guns was an important aspect of them learning gun safety because there was guns used on the farm for various reasons. So again, I don't think that there is a blanket answer to how we navigate this scenario. There are so many factors that we need to take into consideration, but I hope that this podcast has served as just giving you a bit of an insight as to how we are personally navigating it at the moment within our home. You know, as I learn and um, reflect more deeply, perhaps this will change for us in the future. But for, for right now, this is what's working for us. I would love to hear what's working for you as well. You could come over to our social media accounts at Childhood Rising and send me a DM. I would love to see how you're navigating this difficult but very big topic. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening. I will talk to you soon.